0: Welcome to this week's episode of Brokering Lifestyle. I'm your guide and host, Connie Dornan of Ad Properties, Christie's International Real Estate. I've been selling homes for nearly 20 years and I'm the top producing real estate broker in my market. I just don't broker homes. I am brokering a lifestyle and helping people build financial strength. Hi, this is Connie Dornan with Ad Properties, Christie's International Real Estate And welcome to this week's episode of brokering lifestyle today I'm here with Dan Marguerite of Wilmette Illinois and he is the owner of backyard barbecue he has been around for over 20 years and you can find backyard barbecue at 535 Green Bay Road in Wilmette Now, you can also find every single type of grill, accessory, charcoal, spice, rub, and a sauce. And he even has happy hour on Fridays starting at 4 p.m. and lunch on Saturdays. And if you're looking for a great place to host a private event, Backyard Barbecue is your place. Dan, thank you so much for
1: joining me today. Connie, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So tell me, Dan, how did you get started in this business? Well, um... After I graduated college, I traded stock out to the CBOE for many years, and it just became kind of, I was a small fish in a big pond. So at one point, my wife said, you got to get out of that joint. So I decided I was going to get out of there. And on a little visit to my sister and her family in Atlanta, I would always go visit um, the backyard, or I mean, uh, it was a place called Barbecues Galore. Uh, which sold grills and accessories and things and I was like a kid in a candy store so after I had quit my trading career, I decided to uh, hatch the idea uh, for the backyard barbecue store.
0: Wow well it's one of my favorite places and I've certainly come and shopped at your place several several times and referred all of my clients and they all love it. So thank you why don't you tell me what makes a particular grill superior? What do you look for in a barbecue grill that makes it stand out?
1: Well, if you're talking gas grill, which we sell a lot of gas grills, there's gas and charcoal, and we sell smokers too. I mean, a gas grill, I mean, you're looking for a good quality grill. It's going to last you a long time, easy to clean, you know, gets to a certain temperature, um, and that's what you look for.
0: Okay, great. And then how do you help decide the size of a grill that a customer would want?
1: Well, it depends. If it's freestanding or built in, we kind of have a few different questions depending on it: how many people in your family, what you like to cook a lot of which will lead us down a path that will kind of get you to the right size and type of grill.
0: All right. And then what is the most unique thing you have
1: ever grilled
0: or smoked or barbecued on your own grill?
1: Uh, Probably, you know, we do a lot of events and somehow years ago, my nephew found this recipe. It was called, it was a grilled chocolate raspberry burrito. So I started making them at home and then we decided we put them on our menu at the store and it's a very little Nice little package you grill that has chocolate morsels, raspberries, brushed with butter, and finally topped with cinnamon sugar. It's delicious.
0: Oh, that sounds, fabulous. I think I want to try that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds
1: really good.
0: Um, what advice do you have for barbecue enthusiasts when they're grilling out there?
1: Advice is, you know, try to get to know your equipment, have the proper equipment, Always have a game plan you know, that day if you decide you're going to cook a steak, if you're going to cook it at a very high temperature, if it's thick, you want to start it out slow, reverse sear. So I always like to tell people, have a game plan. You know, don't get discouraged. Some things are a lot harder to cook than others on the grill. So you really have to try to think things through before you even walk out there.
0: Okay. Uh, what do you think is like the easiest meat to grill on a barbecue?
1: You know, steaks, hamburgers, I mean, as long as you cook them to the proper temperature, very easy. You know, chicken takes a little bit longer. So there's probably, you know, you got to watch what temperature you're cooking at it because you don't Mm. want to scorch the outside before the inside's done. You know, thicker steaks are a little bit harder, but, you know, an inch and a half strip steak is a pretty easy thing to cook, I think.
0: Do you recommend like doing um, uh, indirect grilling? So, first of all, first you're going to sear it and then maybe slide it over. Yeah, it depends.
1: Um, yes, I do like indirect grilling, you know, some things I'll cook direct like, or like a skirt steak Mm -hmm. because I just want it hot and fast. It's going to be about two minutes a side. Right. So again, it kind of goes into the game plan for the day, but, uh, I do like to indirect cook a lot of things.
0: Okay. And then what advice do you have for the average barbecue novice who just bought a house, came to your store, bought a wonderful Weber grill and he's trying to improve his game on his barbecuing. What advice do you have to that? You
1: know, you could buy a cookbook. Weber makes some great cookbooks, very step-by-step. You know, try something simple at first. Like when someone buys a big green egg, we saw a lot of big green eggs with a charcoal grill or smoker. And I always say, don't start with a brisket. It's the hardest thing to cook or to smoke, I should say. Okay. So I'll say, start out with a pork tenderloin. You know, it's kind of something you can kind of mess around with the temperature, right. how you cook it. It's not going to take that long to cook. Okay. So it's something easy to start with. You know, start out, try a few things. Right. Never try something new once you're having people over yeah, because it could be a disaster. Yeah. Always, if you think you want, try something pretty fancy or something, you know, up your game. Always try it once before people come over.
0: Got it. And then what's your favorite <laughs> accessory to use? that you think is like a must-have accessory. Well,
1: you, you know, you got to keep the grill clean. You need a good grill brush and a good thermometer. I mean, you'll hear people, chefs, they'll do that little touch test and things like that. Meat is so expensive now. Uh, you know, touch test or no touch test, the best thing you buy is a good thermometer. The best one made is called a thermopen. It's an instantaneous switchblade you open up. I take it with me everywhere I go, because if I go somewhere, they're like, oh, you own the barbecue store? You're going to cook yeah. tonight. There's always wine involved, right. you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. some very expensive steaks. I do not want to mess them up. So I literally right. will put it in my wife's purse if I know I'm going somewhere, and I'll be cooking that night.
0: You are so prepared. So you've got your <laughs> thermometer. I've got my measuring tape. There you go, yeah. I have a camera going. Right, yeah. We all have our little uh, accessories that <laughs> yeah. I love. What, how would you define the difference between charcoal grilling and non-charcoal grilling?
1: Well, simply, and you, I would and, say –
0: follow that up with – what your personal favorite is.
1: Well, I always, some people, I get that question a lot in the store. You know, I mean, I sell way more gas grills than I do charcoal grills. You can still buy a simple Weber kettle, you know, for about $159. And the man who invented that was a dear friend of my dad. So Mm. that's kind of what has led me down this path earlier on. I mean, I took a Smokey Joe to college with me. Wow. So what I tell, plain and simple first, the difference is flavor. You will never get the flavor you get on charcoal on a gas grill. I also say you got to buy the proper charcoal because I'm a charcoal snob. You know, oh, I don't want to buy Kingsford's. Yes, there's lump charcoal, all-natural charcoal. So so which it,
0: one is the better charcoal to go for?
1: Well, anything all-natural because they do make some all-natural briquettes. But mm-hmm. even just, I like lump charcoal. It burns a little bit hotter, uh-huh. but it also burns much cleaner and has a great flavor okay. just on its own. Okay. Yeah.
0: So then you also have like a, an assortment of different charcoals. Yeah, and... we sell
1: probably five or six different brands of charcoal. Okay. So um, you're asking me what I prefer. I mean, I cook on charcoal 99% of the time. Got it. Yeah, whether it's a big green egg or Weber kettle.
0: But doesn't it take a longer amount of time to do the charcoal grilling versus the gas grilling?
1: I would disagree with that. I mean, I start my Weber kettle with a a chimney. Mm -hmm. You know what a chimney starter is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're going to light a gas grill that night, you're going to go out there, hit the ignition, light it. It's going to take you at least 10 minutes to preheat it, maybe a touch longer if you want to sear first and do something like that. So I can have a chimney full of charcoal going in not more than 10 10 minutes.
0: Oh, wow. So it's the same amount of time.
1: I think pretty close. If I'm going to smoke on my big green egg that night, I'll have that thing going in less than 10 minutes to a 225 to 250 temperature to smoke on.
0: I got it. So uh, my last question for you. Besides yourself, who would you consider some of the best barbecue experts out there for grilling? Like who should folks follow?
1: Well, there's there. a lot of people you can follow like on social you're, media. you inspiration. Um, you know, everyone loves Aaron Franklin from Texas. Of course. Yeah. Uh, there's guys here in the city like the guys that smoke, you know, for barbecue food around here. Yep. Green Street Smoke Meats. I'm trying to think of who else I watch on the food network. There's a guy, Dr. Barbecue, who used to be uh, right. branded with the Big Green Egg. I'm trying to think of who else I follow on social media. Okay, but
0: those are your yeah, two Yeah,
1: there's just, yeah. there's a place, There's so many. You know, there's some of the rubs I sell, like Meat Church is a big rub we sell. People drive from the city to buy his rubs. He's big on social Mm -hmm. media. He used to be working with Big Green Egg. Now he's working with Traeger, which is a pellet grill, which a lot of people are moving to pellet grills because of convenience. What's a a pellet grill? So a pellet grill is something you actually plug into electricity, Okay. and it runs on little wood Uh pellets. So you program it, say 250, and you can go to bed, put a brisket on, put a thermometer in there, it'll actually text you when it's done. So I've seen
0: that before. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's people.
0: All right. You know what? We're going to have to get together. We're going to do like a little video. And I want you to show me how that's done. And we're going to share it with our audience.
1: Yeah, we can do that. We have we have a uh, two pellet grills right on our patio. We have three big green eggs built in a gas grill, a gas pizza oven, a wood fire pizza oven. But the
0: pellet grill, would that like replace the, the egg?
1: It could. I don't think you get quite as much flavor using a pellet. Versus using a lump of charcoal, but that's my personal opinion. But I think a lot of people would feel that way. On a real long cook, like a brisket could take you 12 to 15 hours for a nice 15-pound brisket. You know, a pellet grill will pick up some flavor and some nice color. You know, you throw a pork tenderloin on there, it only takes an hour and a half, you know, at 225 doesn't pick up as much flavor as it will on charcoal. Okay.
0: Um,
1: uh, why would someone go for a pellet grill versus the convenience, charcoal? Convenience. Strictly convenience. Because you can plug it in, program it, and go. I see. And I could touch, if I had one running at the store right now, I could touch my phone right now, uh-huh. hit on and say, oh, the meat's at 184, the grill's running at 227. You know, right. it estimates I have about another hour left on the cook. Well,
0: that's actually... That's very convenient for people that are on the fly. They want to come home, but they're coming home late from work, 5, 6 o'clock or whatever. Yeah, they're and they could have their- put it
1: on before they left for work. Yeah. And there's like yeah. Weber makes a smart grill, a smart gas grill, so you can follow it on your phone and see what's cooking from inside. If it's, you know, inclement weather, you don't want to go back outside. Right. And it'll actually, you know, give you an alert. That it'll go off. The meat I think, is I think, my, I think my own grill can do that. I just haven't <laughs> <So to> figured <laughs> okay. out how to do yeah. that. So <laughs> really, people like the pellet grill mostly for convenience. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm going to take you up. We're going to go over to your store. We're going to do the pellet grill because I wanted. to Yeah, check we, that out. what we
1: use. Number one source or use that we use the pellet grill for, believe it or not, is to uh, dehydrate our oranges. We use in our draft old fashioned the store. Oh. So we slice the oranges. Yeah. Lay them on the rack. Uh huh. Uh, basically smoke them at 225 for about four hours. They become like a little dehydrated yeah. smoked orange. Right. And that goes into our old fashioned.
0: Because I just <laughs> bought a bag of dehydrated oranges from the rare tea company. Gonna, I, oh, to I drop them. into your, yeah, yeah. to drop into my drinks. So ours have even, a little bit of
1: smoke your, in there because they sit on the grill for four hours. Even for and yeah. with
0: meats. I mean, yeah. it, I can use it for like a variety of different things. I just bought a big old bag and I can probably do it myself. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good idea. Okay, I'm definitely coming over. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know I said one last question, but I do have one more question Certainly, go you. ahead. What is your favorite barbecue sauce?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I will narrow it down to two, whether you like spicy or whether you like something a little bit on the sweeter side. And the, the sweeter one is not really sweet. It has more vinegar in it, mm-hmm. but it's um, a guy out of, a guy out of um, Evanston. It's called Old Arthur's. Oh. Has a very unique story. Also, we sell a ton of it. And then I also there's a barbecue restaurant in the city. they called Lily's Q, right. and I love his hot smoky. It is a really thick, great tasting sauce, but it's got a real kick to it.
0: Okay, yeah. well I'm gonna have to try those out. You probably yeah don't we sell a lot of both of them. Well, uh, last year I sent out uh, hot sauces to all my clients, and then I did like a hot sauce challenge here with all of my staff. I'll have to share those videos with you. Yeah, I'd love to uh, see that. I was using a co-op sauce, so it's a place yeah. We don't in- sell a we- ton
1: of hot sauce, so I don't know if yeah. I've ever heard it. Okay. Oh, it's
0: really good. I'll give you. I'll give you a bottle. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I want to see what you think. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. And for those of you out there listening to us, Dan Dan's Door Backyard Barbecue is located at 535 Green Bay Road in Wilmette. If you're designing a patio, uh, and outdoor want- kitchen,
1: yeah, we do. Yeah, we don't design them, but we work with a lot of designers and can certainly be helpful in that process.
0: Right, and he works alongside with landscapers and builders and contractors and can provide consultation uh, and so you guys can create the outdoor kitchen of your dreams. Yes. Thanks, Stan, for joining me well, today. Well, thank you. It's been
1: a pleasure, Connie.
0: Take care. Bye.